Hi, everyone, and welcome to the South Point Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope you'll enjoy these life-giving stories. For more information, check out our website at www.southpoint.tv. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the South Point Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Tello, and we are excited to bring you another great episode before I get to my guests, don't forget to check out our current series, Love Handles, Getting Your Grip on Love, Sex, and Relationships. If you have missed any of these great messages, the archives are available online at our website at www.southpoint.tv and on this same podcast stream. Here with me today are two members of the Crotchety Burritos Fantasy Football yes. League. Yeah. One is the MVP to my left, and the other is the newly crowned champion across the Wait a minute. MVP? I, was I won. MVP. Yeah, but, yes, but I skunked the, you. I was like no, the you 9 didn't. and 0 and then just lost in the playoffs. He had the most wins. You got, you and know, I've never done fantasy football Lamar before. Lamar Jackson never. was the MVP. He didn't win Super Bowl. Really, I had so. the most wins because I went to the end. <laughs> You know, I was following in the footsteps of the Detroit Lions <laughs> because no matter how many really wins, no, no matter how that many wins really, we get as the Lions, but it's accurate. We're never going past nope. the wild card. Nope. The wild card game. Never, never, never get past that. Well, as you're already hearing voices, please welcome back Pastor Craig Wendell and Jason Burton. Yay! Woo-hoo. Man, that was golf clap, bad. golf clap. Y'all doing all right today? We are. I'm doing very, very well. Good. Yeah. Uh, did y'all catch the Oscars this past Sunday? Nope. Neither did I. <laughs> um, Good conversation. Yeah. I like it. Yep. <laughs> well, today is a very special groups-driven podcast, and we yeah. will also dive into baptism. Oh, I what? see. What? <laughs> I did there. Ah. I did that. Um, small groups, shepherd groups, groups, community groups. I've kind of heard all these different types of names and uh, you know, one guy I used to work with, he'd be like, y'all, y'all do them shepherd groups, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> shepherd groups. But, uh, you know, it, it, kind of, it all, all comes down to this. <laughs> Jason's here for our random animal noises. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I did find a definition, and it says a small group is a micro-community of 3 to 12 Jesus followers doing the Christian life deeply together. Wow. Three to 12. I'm sure that we can extend that. That's a just bit. Sure. great definition, But it does say Carlos. in the Bible for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be with them, right? Yes. You're even bringing that. scripture into I, this. I think it's the only one I have. I don't know anymore. <laughs> You're <laughs> one of them there Christians, aren't you? I'm, I'm trying. Um, so I guess we'll just go right to the Bible in the New Testament. That's kind of where the small church kind of derived, right? I mean, it, yes, yes. I mean, you're looking at me, Jason. I'm the, looking at both the of you. guru. Old Testament was definitely a large group tribalism. Um, God was all about building a nation, and a, and really, what you see in the Old Testament more than anything is generation to generation. God was a generational God. Yeah. You never see not once God of Abraham. It's always God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then that's then oh, the New God Testament. Of Jacob. You're yeah. gonna sing the song? No, I'm not gonna sing anymore. That's it. And then the. Uh, um, New Testament changes, right? A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And of course, we start out with the 12, the chosen, the disciples. So there's the, the model everybody likes to look at and say, well, Jesus was in a small group, and he led a small group. 
you know, and I'm supposed to be following Jesus and his example, so why are you not all leaders of a small group? That's my question. <laughs> if you want to be like Jesus, you right. should lead I mean, a small group. It's that simple. Um, as we're getting to these small groups, and now churches are kind of going this this route, um, are small groups, would you say they're kind of a replacement for Sunday school, since a lot of churches now, a lot of modern, bigger churches don't really do Sunday school anymore? Yeah, I... I really kind of look at, they're, they're just different things. I mean, S- Sunday school was all about teaching something, mm-hmm. you know, putting, it's, it was school. I mean, it, I think it was developed in the late 1700s, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and small groups have been around really for a long time, mm-hmm. way before that. I mean, you, it goes all the way back to the, the Acts church, you know. Um, so... I wouldn't say it's a replacement. It's just something different. It's deeper. Because you do have those teaching moments, but it's all relationship-driven, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Sunday school is... You can have that. You can have those relationships, but it's it's something done on Sunday, and it's a class. Somebody stands up and, and mm-hmm. teaches something. Um, typically, that's the way that rolls, you know. And it's not so within, or at least not supposed to be, within a, a small group setting. Yeah, like Sunday school is very, was very teachy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of how we've wanted, it's kind of what people want. If people want a specific answer, um, they want Jesus to be the yes man or the no man. You know, just tell me what, tell me what's required. But the difference is, Jesus, okay, so example, Jesus was asked 183 direct questions in the Gospels. 183 direct questions. Do you know how many of those he answered directly? Go ahead, guess. Come on, guess a number. Guess a number. I mean, he was always about his parables. And He's always about sidestepping kind of the question. He, out of, of the hundred, so just like you're doing that, not yeah. giving me a number. I, got you. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have a guess. Of, out of 183 direct questions, he was, he only answered three of them wow. directly. And so, but what Jesus was doing with parables and everything else is Jesus was showing a way rather than a how. Okay. It, it, was a, yeah. it was a journey. And I think small groups get back to the journey lifestyle yes. rather than just the don't do this, don't do that, do this. You know, it's, it's living life together. I think it's much more Jesus style mm-hmm. than Sunday school. You know, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a journey. Like- Jesus had a bunch of toddlers who just asked him a thousand questions all the time. He had to, you know, didn't want to answer any of them. Or maybe it's just my kids. I don't know. It was just your kids. <laughs> it's just my kids. Not kidding. Not not true. Um, you know, we are already in a culture, and we've been talking about this hurry and this hustle quite a bit. The last podcast we talked about it a lot. Um, why would you say it's so important to make time for a small group um, with our busy schedules, with our lives, with our kids being at practice? And having school things, and we have work, and you know, would you say it's a sacrifice of time, or do you say it's just nece- it's a necessity? I can't even say that word. It's a necessity. necessity. So you want yes. us to say it, but you can't. I say can't. It. Yeah, I, I got, got, got it out eventually. <laughs> I did get it. I don't know that you really did. Uh, so I would say that in that hurried lifestyle that we all have right now, um, if you are a part of a group, it really kind of forces you to slow that down. It forces you to be. Um, not only in a deeper relationship with others for accountability purposes, um, but it 
you know, it unplugs you from, or at least it's supposed to, mm-hmm. from the television, from your phones, you know, and you, you're in community with people, like real people. This is real life. Mm-hmm. We're going to experience life together. Um, and that, in my mindset, it, it, it really kind of slows things down for you. So I think it's a good thing, uh, antithesis to that hurried lifestyle that makes us all tired. What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are it makes me hurry more. Oh, really? As a leader. Okay. Let me say okay. it this way. Um, you know, and I've said this on Sunday, I, when my group's coming over, when my men are coming over, I yeah. want to make the house look like nobody lives there. You know, I, I just have <laughs> yeah. this thing in me, so I hur- I'm hurrying to get food together. I'm hurrying to uh, um, get the house clean. Come on, kids, do this, do that. And uh, always employ your servants that you made. That's right. Always. Um but once the group starts, mm. see that that's where it changes. So I, I have the transition. I have the hurry before. Sure. Um, but I don't know if that's just part of it. But during, it's definitely a slowdown. It's a talk to the guys, and yeah, those are some of my favorite conversations in life. Really, oh, yeah. they're just they're they're irreplaceable. They yeah, they are. are. I mean, that's where you do life together, you know, and you have those moments where you can practice the things that we're supposed to be practicing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, accountability is huge, you know. The, as those relationships get deeper and deeper, uh, you're able to really share more and more about your life and what's going on, your struggles, your successes. You know, all those things. We celebrate, we cry together, we pray together, we we do all those things. And it, you have to slow down. Yeah. You know, you have to. Go do, ahead. do you have? Do you ever have anybody? Um, ask you or tell you, I just can't find a group. I've gone to a couple, and they're all just weird and. I don't like oh, it. Yeah. Have you? Oh yeah. Do you respond to them by saying if you, you need to lead a group? <laughs> That's <laughs> what need, I say. You need to lead a group. You well, I mean, tell them that if every group has weird people in it, you could possibly be the weird one. <laughs> you're right. If you're not fitting in, you're the odd one out. <laughs> uh, and you need to find more people like yourself, maybe, and hang out with those. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, all of us are a part of a small group. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have people we hang out with. And that is the easiest way to start a small group of, hey, you know, we're already hanging out. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is and, and move on, mm-hmm. you know. So there yeah. are people I'm gunning for here at South Point that I, I see they already have a group. Yeah. They're just not calling it one yet. Hmm. Hmm. And do you ever have people say, I'm sorry, no. I, I have another question. It's, it's Jason. So I, go, yeah, I have Jason's fine. undivided attention. I want to mm-hmm. pick his brain, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that's a horrible visual, right? Pick your brain. I don't know. There's anyway, some good stuff there. Um, what was I going to say? I don't I remember don't now. You're going to ask a question. I was. Go ahead, Carlos. Would you say that meeting in those living rooms and going to restaurants and just hanging out like that? Yeah. I mean, that just completely changes the norm of sitting in an auditorium with a large group. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, just that intimacy, like you're talking about, just sharing with one another, being mm-hmm. able, because you really can't do that with 100 people and Craig on stage. Talking to folks, no. I mean, you yeah, can't please don't because <laughs> no. yeah, because I mean he's you know you're not giving him his attention that right um, things like that, but um, it's definitely a, a lot easier to be honest, and I could I can attest to that. Well, it gives you that opportunity to take what you've heard on a Sunday, yeah, and let's let's pick that apart a little bit more. You know, Craig said this, and I didn't agree with it. That's a moment where you can be real and say that just doesn't jive with what I've mm-hmm. been taught or whatever. So let's talk about that. Or Craig said this, and it just flipped the light switch for me. And I've been able to apply it this way in my walk. How about you guys? You know, Are you struggling with that or whatever? 
uh, it, it just gives you that opportunity to dig deeper with each other. And, you know, I've had many times as a leader where I can just look at him and say, he said this, I don't know what that means, or I don't, you know, I yeah. can't apply that for whatever reason to my life. Tell me what you guys think about it. And I've gleaned something from their own lives mm-hmm. and, and what the way they've translated it, you know, because yeah, I'm not going to have the answers to yeah, everything. We all deal with different things yeah. differently than right, other people. Right, we right. all deal with, you know, hurts and griefs and, mm-hmm. and hangups and things like that. We all have different hangups. Yes, sir. So Craig could say five points and three can pertain to me and two can pertain to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one could pertain to Katie over there, yeah. And it would be just different from everybody's point of, you know. I love hearing how the sermons filter through people mm-hmm. differently. I love getting those things that I don't ever think about. That's one of my favorite things. We yeah. discussed yeah. the sermon in my small group as yeah. well, mm-hmm. and just hearing, like even this last time, one of the guys in the group was like, "Man, that really that point right there really just flipped a switch for me." I mean, mm-hmm. that just made so much sense. And another guy said, really? I thought that was kind of stupid. <laughs> but I like this. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here hearing this, which if, if you know like, me. you're like, I'm right here, guys. I'm yeah, but if you know me, you know that I, I don't get offended very easily yeah. at all. And those are such fun conversations yeah. to hear how yeah. a message goes out and is so different to everybody. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I enjoy that. I mean, I kind of, I kind of in my mind count this as, this podcast as, kind of my small group because I get to talk to guys like the both of you and just get your input on different things and mm-hmm. I can grow that way. You yeah. know? So well, it, I enjoy that, you know. Living out your faith. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's taking those things that you've been taught and, okay, it's time to apply it. It's time to actually walk in this and mm-hmm. not just sit and hear the, the one-off message because that's what it can can, can become is... I, I went, I did, my little check mark is off for the week, I went to church, I yeah, heard the I sermon, the blanks on I've Sunday. done my yeah. Jesus time, yeah. and now I go back to life as usual. That's not what we're supposed to I'll do. I'll see you next Sunday. Right, right. And this, I, I hate to use the word force, but it does force you to actually digest it a little bit more yeah. and apply it to your life, and then accountability comes into play, you know, because now you're opening yourself up to other people showing those struggles, and people can start to speak into your life, and you can speak into other lives, and hopefully we all move forward. Hopefully. Hopefully. and this That doesn't I, always happen. Small groups are, I think, going against the grain of culture right mm-hmm. now because everything is so online. You know, we're oh, yeah. so socially connected, yep. uh, in air quotes here, um, but people are getting together less and less person to person. Um, and... I read a I read a book the other day and it was talking about um how millennials and Gen Zers genuinely feel like they they are just convinced that if a relationship is only online it is a valid and real mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. Um which is just I'm a little bit older, you know, I'm a Gen Xer and I need to look at somebody. I need to touch somebody. Mm-hmm. I need to have that physical contact be in the same room for me to say that that's a real relationship Um, but it's just different but I mean I think the small group is one of those things that like you were saying is it's how Jesus did things and I know somebody out there is going to be well that's because you didn't have a smartphone okay true (laughs) he didn't have a smartphone but still I think it was uh, 
modeled a certain way for us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As an uh, early millennial, I kind of I'm on the front side of it. I, I've I've experienced both of it. You know, I have grown up into no smartphones to mm-hmm. going into smartphones. So I, I understand what you mean because sometimes we can't live up. We live our lives, and uh, you know, I have. We're, I'm doing devotionals with some a group of guys on the Bible app, and, and we're not doing it in person, but we can leave each other notes and stuff. But it's really not the same thing half right. the time. But you know, sometimes it's all we have. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's better than time, nothing. It's better than it nothing. is. It's yeah. certainly better than nothing. And you know, that's not to negate the online community because there are some connections mm-hmm. that are made there. But you it know, doesn't be don't face. forsake the gathering of the body. You know what Ooh, I mean? Ooh, more scripture. Wow. More scripture. That's even in Hebrews. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Jason, you keep mentioning leaders, and you want more leaders. Um, in your mind, I mean, how do you find the, that right person or that right couple? I mean, what makes a good group leader? And how do you, train a, how they, do you train a good group leader? Uh, well, I wait until leader. they separate themselves from the herd, and I pick them off. <laughs> so if you see me... Kind of around the outskirts of the lobby. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm working somebody out of the herd. And say, Ooh, you look like a leader. Yeah. No. Um, because you're breathing, so you're a leader. <laughs> you're bre- no, we are definitely not in the business of warm bodies being in leadership. But uh, it's not as difficult to be a leader of a home group, of small groups, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best way. If I were to have my pick, it would be to grow your leaders out of your groups. Mm-hmm. Because and in my own group, I, I identify people that I see as potential leaders. And I start to work on those people, whether they know it or not, you know, through conversation. Yeah. Um, and then so you're asking... Set, you're them, setting everybody up. Well, I mean... <laughs> so part of what makes it a hurried thing for us as leaders is that we take on all the responsibility to get everything done within that. So I encourage my leaders to assign tasks to different people within the group. You know, you come up with the the meal plan for this thing. Uh, It's your turn to lead the discussion on this thing, you know, and it takes a lot of pressure off you as a leader to have everything, all your ducks in a row. Now all I have to worry about is making sure that everything's clean in the house or at least picked up and shoved into a corner. Under the couch. Under, under the, the couch, you know, whatever. Um, so getting back to the, the question about how, how do we develop our leaders, I mean, that's one way. The other is I can meet with those leaders one-on-one and go on, go through a process of here are the, you know, the first steps that you'd like to take in order to put a group together. And I have literature that we'll go through. I mean, there's a myriad of things, but the first thing I look at is consistency and consistency in your attendance to church, your consistency in uh, serving on teams Mm -hmm. and giving of your time, treasures and talents. You know, I mean, those are requirements to be a leader here at South Point. Those are also just the time, talent, treasure requirement to be a partner here at South Point. You know, that's right. Um, We say that you're not, which we don't do membership. Membership is a cuss word around here. (laughs) Because a membership says, like a country club, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to pay my dues, and then you're here to serve me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so some people think, and I think a lot of churches maybe, where I pay so my you tithe. you have to transfer your membership over from yeah. another year. When people try to transfer their membership here, I'm like, uh, we don't do that. 
Um, it's, you like know, a, it's not a blockbuster card or like no, whatever. it's not a blockbuster <laughs> card. And the church is not here. You give your tithe. We're not here to serve you. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're partners. Meaning, you give your tithe here. You bring your treasure into the storehouse. But we partner because we believe that we're partnering to yes. change a city. Yeah, and so we are here to make a difference in South Haven in Desoto County. And that doesn't. That will never happen through membership. That only happens through partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, threw that in there. No, that's good. That's, that's, good that's, that's what we do. Really good stuff. Throw it in there. Um, you mentioned earlier about you know being the weird one and things like that. Um, I don't remember ever saying I was the weird one. No, I didn't say you were the weird one. But I mean, uh, what would you, what do you say somebody who feels like they're the weird one and they can't find? I think you kind of already mentioned it, but. Uh, they will sit there and say, well, it's not really a right fit. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think my you know, my wife and I fit in with these other couples. Uh, how would you encourage them to not get, get discouraged to not join a group at all, but right. to you know, still get involved and still jump in? Well, I encourage anybody that says, I want to be a part of a group. The first thing I say is you need to look at the groups that we have available and look what's going to fit you. If you're a couple, if you're a man, if you're just a woman, um, there are different groups. We have couple groups of all ages, um, from youth, not not for couples, sorry, no, <laughs> young adults. Young adults. Yeah. Uh, all the way up uh, into the, the latter years of, of life, and then we have uh, men's groups and we have women's groups. We also have small groups that are starting to develop through Celebrate Recovery that just started here. Awesome. Um, those are a little bit more intentional, and those are specific. So that would be more of a conversation between me and that person. But if you're looking for something and you're not quite finding it, sometimes that means maybe you need to think about starting one and finding people that are already in your circle, that you're already influencing, mm-hmm. uh, to be in a group with you. I mean, that's I, mean, I can say that the the breakfast group I'm in mm-hmm. started because the group leader and I would we just started meeting on Saturday, you know, every other Saturday mm-hmm. morning, and it was kind of like, well, I mean, we're already doing it. like you're saying, we're already doing this, mm-hmm. and we just added you know a few more fellows to the group, and you know, it's not huge, just you know, five or six guys, but yeah, every other Saturday we meet for breakfast, and you know, we just you know talk about life and sports yeah. and whatever else is going on during work or things like that. Right. So it's always a, a good morning. You know. Yeah. Um, what would you say is a good size? I gave up that number. Gave up that number earlier. The three to twelve. Do you have a limit size? Because I know that I was previously in a couple's group that got pretty large. Yeah. And you. We have a lot of groups know. that are large right now <laughs> because we don't have enough leaders. Um, but we also have a lot of large groups that just like to hang out. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of people that go to several different groups. Yeah. Um, I don't. Prescribe to that? Those are like or subscribe to that? Right? They're just addicted to groups. I guess so. Uh, but, you know, a good size for a group is somewhere between 8 and 12. Um, it just gets a little bit hairy the bigger mm-hmm. it gets logistically, you know, finding a space large enough for you to meet. Right. You know, going to a restaurant with 15 people is it's not a lot of fun, I you mean, know. <laughs> I can honestly say I think we had like 22 at one point. Uh, yeah. I mean, it. we kind of... We did disband. I think what you find in those situations is that you end up with small groups within that small group. Yep. So. Um, Which isn't that what we talked about where you'll see have small groups inside mm-hmm. the small group. Mm-hmm. So let's 
help them be proactive to recognize that yeah. and then let that that's small exactly. group, that micro group that spin micro off. micro group, that's right. And become their own group. That's right. I went to a conference, a uh, young adults conference, Passion was 2007 and 8, uh-huh. or 6 and 7, either one, doesn't matter. But they would do that. With your age group, they would have these large community groups. And when you have 24,000 people, I don't think they still do that anymore, but they could back then when they had 18 to 24,000 people. Mm-hmm. They would, you know, group people in according to your age group, give or take. And then within that large community group, they made you, they made us make small groups of like eight. Yeah. And so it was kind of like that model you're talking yeah. about. There, and yeah. it was kind of like, well, sit, you know, whoever's sitting around you, <laughs> there's your group. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a cool deal, but uh, I, that's kind of a little example I can give. Yeah. Um, is it a good? To, is it good to take breaks from your group if it's you know? It's good to we be do flexible. semesters, right? Well, we used to do semesters. We don't push semesters so much as we say there are certain seasons that are busier than others, and you need to be flexible enough to allow for your members to go and you know live life with their families, travel, and do mm-hmm. the things that they they like to do. Summer. You know, I encourage groups to meet at least once a month during the summer. I still have groups that meet every week yeah. during the summer. I have groups that meet every week during the Christmas holidays. Um, I just, uh, we allow for those flexible moments, but it's it's a year-round thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're really, really trying to um, make that transition from what we used to do yeah. as far as semesters and interest-driven groups. Now the interest of these groups is doing life together, and that's more of a ongoing thing, and not semester based. Yeah, because life doesn't stop. Exactly, it just changes. That's right. right? So my group didn't meet. Uh, did we meet in the summer? We might have met once, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But I just told the guys right before summer started. I was like, "Hey, I'm taking vacations. I know you yeah. guys are taking vacations. It's just a more laid back time." So we're not going anywhere, you know, as far as like disbanding, you know, not like that, right. but just letting them know, hey, if something comes up, text us. We have a, you know, an ongoing group text. And mm-hmm. so it's just a, it's easy to, it's easy to have us in your life very quickly, but also give the freedom to yeah. run around and play and do stuff. Well, you know, and speaking of playing, you're, you're asking about, is it good for breaks to happen? You know, doing something other than meeting at somebody's house. And doing your normal thing can be a lack of break. Yeah. Going to the bowling alley, yeah. going and watching a movie together, or going out to eat or whatever, going to get coffee. Doing something that's out of the norm is going to seem like a break anyway. Um, you know, just kind of break up the monotony. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get stuck in one way of doing it. And there's no specific model of you must have, you know, a four course meal and. <laughs> You know, everybody needs to spend exactly 33 and a half minutes <laughs> talking and, you know, whatever. And then we go into our 15 minutes of ice breaking. And, I mean, those are just kind of, here's some ideas of how you might want to do your group. We want you to talk about the sermons. We want you to spend at least 10 or 15 minutes talking about what's being talked about in church. You know, there's a reason for that. We want it to stick because there's really good mm-hmm. stuff coming off that stage. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Craig. Thank you, Pastor Craig. You're welcome. And uh, I've, you know, I've said that point on our our recap episodes where we can leave on a Sunday morning and only remember maybe a point or two, and not yeah. remember several things that it might have been very life giving or, yeah. or, or, or like you said, maybe confusing that you might need an answer on. 
Well, you know, and, and the notes. So Pastor Craig is great about giving us notes, and uh, you know, we have participation. We get to write down words that fill out the the beautiful sentences and all that. Um, and that's great to use. Mm-hmm. We also have, and I'll give a little plug here to my my group's overall co-leader, Terry Bowler, who works every Sunday to put together notes with leading questions that you won't find anywhere else but from her uh, that will help facilitate your discussions and makes it so much easier for you to put those questions out there. They're not yes or no questions. They're very open, and they require thought and input, you know. Um, And those are available usually the Saturday before the sermon. It won't, the notes won't be filled out, but there will be leading questions about that sermon. Uh, so you have ample time to look at those things and put your thoughts together and so questions. It makes it easier. It makes yeah. it so much easier mm. for the leader. Um, you can find those, by the way, on our website. What is that website? It is southpoint.tv yeah. slash resources. Awesome. <laughs> Um, with small groups, and we're talking about all the great things that they bring, mm-hmm. sometimes bad experiences do happen, and never. people are, no, never. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say are some, some, we've already talked about a lot of the do's, but what are some of the don'ts for small groups? Well, a big don't is these groups are not meant to become gossip, like bowls of gossip, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a chance for you to get together and talk about the troubles of other peoples and, you know, all those, the negative things that come along with that. Um, that's the big one for me because you can become a clique. You, you, you can separate yourself from the church mm-hmm. in, in doing that because then it becomes an us-them mentality, you know. Um, I don't know. What else? In your experience, Pastor Craig, what are some of the... N- more negative things that you've come across in a small group setting? Um, somebody trying to turn a small group into their own personal counseling session. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, there, and that's a tough road because there is a balance because you want to have a group where people can open up and share or whatever. Um, and I've had, not just at this church, because I'm not definitely not calling anybody out, but some groups that I've led at other churches, um, I've just had to tell them, like, they'll start talking and trying to turn it into this big, long counseling session, and nobody there really cares that deeply, right? <laughs> um, just to be honest. But I and I would just tell them, hey, let's let's talk about that after group, yeah, or let's set up another time to talk yeah. about that because it can be a one on one. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. things, and let's be honest, some conversations need to be a one on one. They, they certainly don't need do. To be thrown out there for everybody. That's just ooh. you just yeah. have to beware of the me monster. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to call them. And the me take, monster it because it's the much. me, 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 yeah, and it just yeah. gets louder and louder. It doesn't take much for that. <laughs> me, me, me. Yeah. Me, 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 me. It doesn't take much for somebody in that counseling session to slip something else outside of that small group, and then it become like you're talking about the gossip ring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, before I came to South Point, uh, I was pretty scarred with small groups, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I had some really bad experiences. I had some good experiences, but I had more bad than good. And so I was very hesitant to jump in a group. And the first group we jumped into ended up being fantastic for, for my wife and I. And mm-hmm. uh, But, you know, just an example, we had a couple uh, one year 
years ago who would just talk over everybody and it was their like their personal show despite the mm-hmm. fact that there was five other six other couples yeah. within the group wanting to share and talk all as well yeah. but it was a husband and wife duo that would just like like Run nobody else, shot yeah nobody everyone. else had a chance yeah. to talk or say anything yeah. and, and and then you you know there was there's many more things like Did that. Did you ever look yeah. at him and just go, shut up? No. Yeah. Dear I wasn't God. The, I wasn't the group leader oh, okay. at that, that time, so it was That's That was your that. moment, man. That I was your <laughs> moment to become the group leader. <laughs> yeah. Enough of this tomfoolery. Let's yeah. move on. But uh, there was a lot of those. You know, then you had the situations. I'm just going to put put another one out there. If somebody gives a really good point and it should be done there, leave uh-huh. it there and don't try to add on to that point right. when you have nothing else to say about it because I've had, had a lot too. You used to be people like that and <laughs> Had a young singles group that that there was a person that would do that all the time. That the one upper, the, the one, one upper. upper. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah, got we got the uppers. me monster, the gossip train, the one upper, and I'm sorry, this is my show. Those are the things we need to avoid, right? That's a pretty succinct list. That of is and well yeah. done. Way to recap on that. Man. Gosh, that's why you're here. Such an enneagram one, isn't he? <laughs> Are you a one? I am a one. Oh my god! I, I think study, I'm a, I gotta. You keep bringing. You've studied all these numbers because I yeah. haven't. I've only studied my own number. I gotta study all these numbers. I so really I enjoy exactly the Enneagram because it helps. It's not just a personality profile. It gives you the healthy side of where you should work mm-hmm. at in your yeah. personality and what an unhealthy you looks like. Yeah, things to avoid. Things to don't do that. And right, pe- just don't do that. Sometimes people to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds mean, but you know. Talking about groups and I'm trying to avoid people, but that, that's <laughs> I digress. Well, I mean, there's some introverts out there who probably would try to avoid smokers for that reason, right? Because they don't. Oh wanna, yeah. They're, yeah, they're not comfortable talking or sharing, or they like being around people. Right. Yeah. You know. um, we how, have some. You know, we have some we, that do that. Do that. That that that's why they won't. But we also have some that are introverts that are in groups and they do get something out of it. So. Mm. I don't know what the answer is for that person other than you just got to give it a try, you yeah. know, and be willing. Yeah. Find a small, small group. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry. We're three that more. Was, three was more really, gathered. That was really um, how can people sign up or get connected into groups or being group leaders here at South Point Church? Well, I, I'm so glad you asked. Carlos, that is a great yeah. question. So the first two Sundays in March is going to be my big push for leaders. For groups, um, I'm not going to give too much away about that, mainly because I've not finished planning that. <laughs> uh, to be completely honest, I have uh, a few irons in the fire, but this will be the big push for leaders. So anybody that's out there right now and that's maybe listening to this, um, if you have an inkling, just any kind of smidge in the direction of I'd like to be in a small group or maybe even lead one, or I have a group of folks that I already hang out with, and I'd like it to be a small group, uh, that's going to be your opportunity to sign up on those weekends, and we will have some one-on-one time. Um, We may even create a small group of potential leaders where we go through uh, the things that we expect for small groups here at South Point, and uh, that'll be our opportunity to start a group, and that's my big push for this, this spring is to spring up new groups. Oh, man. Oh, what a, golly, what a beautiful play on words. <laughs> so how long did you stay up working that out, that spring up new... Uh, wow. Dude, that was... Um, I'm inspired. Pulling you know, all nighter, right? Maybe one o'clock. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, with all of that, we thank you for just bringing all that wealth of knowledge, both of you for groups. Oh, man. I don't and know how wealthy we're was, going but... to move towards this coming Sunday. We have a party. Yeah. Come, there's going to be a party in the house. Bruh. Let me tell you. Bruh. This Sunday. Bruh. We're going to dunk some folks. Baptism, yeah, we are. Water. Baptism. Bring out the super let's, let's talk Dude. about baptism for can a minute. We? Can we can talk, we talk about, about baptism? You know, what does the Bible say about baptism? We just it says, it do it. It. just do it. It's where Nike got their quote. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do Gosh. it, bruh, bruh. Do it. Just do it. Yeah, it talks about water baptism. It talks about immersion, mm. and uh, baptism is actually a Greek word that never really got translated because the Greek word is baptizo, so it makes it just come over into English instead of translating it um, into English. It means to wash, mm-hmm. and so now are you, do you get saved when you get baptized? Like if you're a baby and a different church, no, and they sprinkle your head no, with water. Salvation comes. Salvation has to be a choice. Oh, okay. you have to ask Jesus into your heart. You have to. Oh, that was Christianese. Jesus into your heart. He doesn't literally <laughs> climb inside like a little baby Jesus, swallow a capsule, and he goes from your stomach, <laughs> digestive tract, into your heart. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. Little, that's my favorite Jesus. The little baby, five pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. I like the party Jesus. Party with Jesus. like a tuxedo t-shirt. Tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> Salvation does not what come to water. He's playing guitar, skittered. What is yeah. We started out talking about movie quotes, and we mm-hmm. are back. We've moved Jesus all the way back yeah. into movie quotes. Um, no, water baptism is a public, a public declaration mm-hmm. that you're following Jesus. It doesn't save you. It doesn't um, change you. It is a declaration in front of everybody that you're you're following Jesus, and it, the whole thing is symbolic. And this is one of the things we do. Why we do immersion um, baptism? We do immersion baptism. <laughs> one reason is because. That's what's in the New Testament. Yep. Uh, there's only one place in Acts where people got baptized, and it says that they got baptized, but just where they were geographically, it's pretty much impossible that they went to a river. Um, so they were probably sprinkled, probably. So there's a little shout-out to the Methodist. A little spritz. spritz. A little spritzing. <laughs> yeah. um, but the majority of them were dunked, immersed. Okay. And so there's just symbolic act of... Going under the water. Did you want all this? You want yes, all this? Come on. Oh, okay. Right. You go under the water, yeah. and it's symbolic of putting to death the old man. Yeah. The water is symbolic of um, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God, and coming up out of the water is symbolic of coming out of the grave, meaning not not the real, not the physical grave, but your spiritual grave. You're leaving in the ground water. Mm-hmm. All this symbolic stuff. Oh yeah. Um, leaving behind your your sinful man and coming up into a new life. Um, again, it doesn't do that. It's symbolic that you have already done that through salvation. Mm. Um, do you believe in multiple like dunking? Like, if you already been baptized, a redunk, a redunk. I believe in a re, the re, South Point redunk, Church redunk, 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 redunculus re, to redunculus. I yes. like that. That's great. We are a redunculus church, and here's the reason why: um, because. The whole point of water baptism is you were living one life in, let's just say, you know, in sin, pagan, whatever. You get saved, you change your life, so then you get water baptized to show everybody as a public declaration, I'm following Christ. Now, what happens sometimes to people, not all the time, but sometimes, oh, probably 102%, people get find Jesus and they have their life changed and they get water. A lot of times at a young age, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then they, they do this falling away thing. So then they start living a Backslidden. life. Backslidden. 
in the church of God, it was backslide. Backslide. Um, But then the Baptist brethren, they're the once saved, always saved, right? right. So, you know. um, But anyway. They also raise their right hand when they baptize people. Did you know that? No. They do. I I don't know. Who does? The one getting dunked or the one? No, the the, the dunker. Yeah, the minister. (laughs) Does he expect on a high five on the I way back? Know. I never Ooh. understood that. I got up ask, out of the yeah. water. Watch out! I'm going to ask my wife that question again because I don't think she knows what. It, so what we redunk because you started living, you backslid. Okay, you started mm-hmm. living a, a non-Christian life again, mm-hmm. and so then you come back. Well, people need to know that you're back. People need yeah. to, I think, just declaring once again, because my friends from two years ago. Let's just hypothetically, mm-hmm. my two friends from two years ago, they only know me for. Um, Doing meth, heroin, and crack. Yeah, not me personally, but just saying hypothetically. Come on, we know, we all uh, know. Did <laughs> <laughs> you so jump in after evident. everybody's done? <laughs> so evident. There are some great baptism photos or videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Are there not? Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the there kid doing the cannonball and the baptism. That's oh. a good, you know, and the kid that gets impatient. Yeah, with the minister because he's doing all this talking, the kid just dunks himself and walks out of the tank. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah, that's great. So one of my wasn't personal that in the Ray Stevens video? The uh, remember he just dunks himself. What was that old song? Yeah, the I don't squirrel, know. Man. The squirrel went berserk in the uh, first. Oh yeah, self-righteous, self-righteous yeah. church. Yeah, yeah. 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 There set birth. Gosh, I don't know where these memories, these things just come out of my brain yeah. anyway. Derailed. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, we just completely derailed. You say dunking yourself. Yes, we so believe in redunking. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. There you go. Uh, well, this. <laughs> Sunday, oh, we are going to. to do we have an, Do we have a number of people? Do we, we have eight as of now nine. Oh gosh. No, you see, never ask Pastor Craig about numbers. Just we're right at seven hundred thirty-two baptisms this Sunday. We're going to start right around five a.m. We've installed a shower. Yeah, we're just, just going to walk them through. through. <laughs> walk them through. Uh, Somebody no, said, we, "Go we, ahead." We we have thirty-four. <laughs> we got thirty-four, 34 awesome. baptisms. <laughs> Baptism nights, but is that how you say that? No, we got us thirty-four. Thirty folks in their car 34. right now are losing it. Hey, just hey, there's like what is it divided up between the three? There's seven in the first, eight in the second, seven in like, the first, nine, nine in the second. Good Lord then, Jesus, nine. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and then and then, then a third, few more, and then third, we're just going third service. We're just going to dunk the nation, the whole uh, the thing, whole, all of the, the County, whole yeah. nation. We should try that. We should put all of them in at the same time. <laughs> a group dunkeration. You just pass the mic over while you're saying, oh, here you go, I'm going to go jump in real quick and yeah, then come back yeah, and start yeah. singing again. <laughs> Charlie wants to install a slip and slide. Hey, and then I'm not opposed to that. And then slide down the ramp the, in the auditorium yeah. and go right into the pool. That'd be fun. I need more people to sign up. I'm not sure that's, <laughs> I'm not sure that would work. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this coming Sunday, we we're going to have a party in the house. All three services, 9 o'clock, 10, 15, and 11, 30. Yeah, you do it. not want to miss do that at all. It. And uh, next month, we have one other thing to promote, and that is a men's conference, right? Hey. What mark it. Mark it down. you got to be there. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Yes. It really is. we got one of my good friends coming in to speak, um, Michael Brusecki from Virginia. He's coming That's in. That's a name right there. Brusecki. Yeah. It actually might be pronounced Brewski. I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> he can correct me when he comes. But uh, 
He's coming, and like even like the last men's conference, you know, if if you missed it, <laughs> sucker, uh-huh. uh, it was a fabulous, fabulous event, and this one is going to be um, just as amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to do a bunch of manly stuff, and if you came to the last one, you know that it's not just sitting around holding hands, singing "Kumbaya" one more time. We definitely don't get in touch with our feminine side. No. We definitely get in touch with the man. Yep, and uh, it, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. It's we our first one was last year. Yes, and I just fell in love with it. I mean, we I had, just we had Pastor Hubbard, right? And we had Ken Jake Hubbard Sellers. and Jake, Jake Sellers, Sellers from yeah. the other coast, from the West Coast Man. out there. Y'all missed and out. They hit a home run, and uh, so this year, of course, we got some some a little few different things planned, um, but pretty excited. We're talking about the overall theme. It's called Marked. Last year was Forged. Mm-hmm. Um, this year is called Marked. And we're talking about how, as men, God marks us in our lives. Mm. Sometimes we're marked through pain and tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though we don't like that, as men, I think we, we get marked that way because we're supposed to fight through those things because there's a warrior in us that should fight and needs to fight. And uh, it's almost like these new generations of men <laughs> have gotten a little pansified. Ooh. And um, Ooh. There, there's a warrior in it. us that needs right. to... To stand up and right. be the man of God. One of the scriptures that I'm going to use, people will hear this podcast and then they'll forget. But in Job, God tells Job, he said, God says, when God gets ready to speak at the end of Job, he, he's, to Job, he says, prepare yourself like a man. Hmm. And and I love that line because in the Hebrew, it's, um, can I say this on the podcast? Do I, it, man. You know, I'll Dive say right it. It's a little Hebrew picture mm-hmm. thing. Um, but if you need to edit it out for <laughs> PG-13, nah, God is basically telling Job, hey, buddy, make sure you still got a set Yeah, because I'm getting ready to unload on you. Cajones. 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 Oh, we'll do it in Spanish. We'll do it in Spanish. I'll make it okay. Tu necesita. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, it is going to be Friday night, March 20th, and then Saturday the 21st will be a two-day Deal, yeah. So you it's don't want to miss Friday it. night. There's a service and an after party, um, and we'll do axe throwing and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yep. And a little. I think we're doing jousting this year. Aren't jousting? We? Looking, oh my got gosh, some, got some fun stuff planned. Like the old arcade joust, or like no, real not joust? telling. Oh, no, not no. T- oh, do you remember that? That, that was fun. That was a it? fun yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Saturday we got events and speakers. Jason and gave this look like, "Are you serious, <laughs> <laughs> nerd? <laughs> nerd? <laughs> nerd? I didn't say anything." Yeah. Uh, well, you don't want to miss that. Sign up now. Right now is the early bird, right? Early bird up until the, what was the date? February 21st. Thank you, Katie. Awesome. Well, you don't want to miss out. Party this Sunday. Sign up for groups. And now it's that time. We come to the end. <gasps> My favorite part. Lightning round. Lightning round. There you go. Would you rather... Had the strength of S- Samson or the wisdom of Solomon? Wisdom of Solomon. Oh. His wisdom pulled chicks. Yeah, but he killed a lot of Philistines. With I don't call that wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't call that wisdom. <laughs> that was that was rather unfortunate. Is what that was. was <laughs> kind of his downfall. Yeah, a little bit. How many concubines bit. was it? <laughs> Seven hundred and some odd. You know. I who mean, needs that? Ma- who? Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll still take the wisdom of Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
He was fast with that answer too. Well, just to, just to be the opposite, I'd take the strength. All right. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'd take the strength. Then together we could be like the Wonder Twins. Wonder Twin powers activate. I will be a really smart guy in a robe, and you, a strong guy in a you know, in a onesie. Okay. Uh, would yeah. you rather always talk in rhymes or sing instead of speak? Okay, time always. Out. Where do you get these questions? Thank you. Google. I would rather always talk in rhyme. I would be that'd be awesome. No more rhymes now. I made it. But see, you can combine them both. like a you peanut? Can, oh, God. Anybody <laughs> like a peanut? Uh. But you can rhyme and sing. So why don't you put the two together? Well, not everybody can sing, though. That's the thing. That's you true. Have but that's talent. the entertaining part. Of it. Well. I mean, come on. <laughs> Pastor Craig could do an example right now. 10,000 reasons oh. I love you. I've got no reason <laughs> trying to rhyme, but you I can't, can't rhyme with the same word. Because I'm wearing pant <laughs> pantses. Oh well, to go along the the topic of talking, would you rather fight Mike Tyson or talk like him for the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> If I fight him, do I have to lose an ear in the battle? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I think. <laughs> I don't know because I think I think that if I fought Mike Tyson, I would end up talking like Mike Tyson at the end of that. <laughs> no matter right? what. No matter what. So let's just go with the speech because oh. it's going to happen either way, right? Oh my gosh! I think I would have to fight Mike Tyson. I don't think I could. That's so awful. <laughs> A defense is important. I can't even say it. Oh, that'd be great. Talking like Mike. So spiritual. That's his best. I can't even say I can't even try. I'm trying to say it. I can't even say it right. Oh, goodness. Uh, would you Would you rather go bald or be forever cursed to have terrible haircuts? <laughs> wow, you're messing with me these on are, that one. These are not um, fun questions. Uh <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the bad haircut. <laughs> I want to keep hair. <laughs> Bald. Yes. Bald. Because terrible haircuts could be just anything. I mean... I could wear a hat, but I'd at least have hair sticking out the sides. Yeah. You can wear a hat and you're bald, and it's no big deal. Okay, well, that's true. There you I go. Mean, Sure, bring intelligence to the table. <laughs> Gosh. What about you? You're not answering oh, any of these questions. I, well, yeah, I'm not. I have Bald no... or bad haircut? Oh, I'll go, uh, <laughs> go bald, I guess. You know, I live most of my life with like a the bad buzz haircut. cut. Oh. No, I better, you know. And yeah, I'd let it grow out a little bit and it look like a bad haircut. And so it doesn't take much. I have all this stuff going on. But and as far as fighting Mike Tyson, I don't, you know. How long? How long is the fight? I guess I had to ask that question too. Yeah, yeah. How big knock is the out ring? and you're done, and it's over. So I can just take one shot and be it. But like you said, I can end up talking like him. So yeah, yeah. Especially if you lose teeth in the process. Oh, or so, an ear. Or an ear. Or an ear. <laughs> I watched that fight live. It was quite bizarre. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Um, what are you guys currently loving? Books, movies, TV shows, anything? Music. I'm kind of in a no man's land about books. I'm reading some leadership 
books, which are really good. But uh, yeah, you sound enthralled by them. Well, they're not entertaining. <laughs> I'm reading to me. these books, my God. They're not entertaining it's like homework. to me. It's not a. It's. I like to have a book where I can unplug and just not have to think about anything other than you know the fiction in front yep. of me. And I don't have one of those right now. So, ready for me? I'm ready for you. I'm actually in book world right now. All right. So. Well, the, uh, the new worship song by, um, oh, The Father's House by, is it Cody Carnes? No, it's it's called The Father's House, brand new song, just came oh, out. Oh, um, my goodness. You're <laughs> stuck on God Reckless of Revival Love. by yes, God of Revival. Bethel. But uh, Corey Asbury. Corey Asbury. Yes, I'm, that's I'm, a very I'm good one, I'm digging that song. Really good. Um, and then some yeah. books that I'm reading, if you're interested in out there in the world, um, Adam's Return by Richard Rohr. It's um, the five different phases and promises of a man, mm. and it's pretty, it's pretty deep for men. Like it's not a book for chicks at all. Like for real, <laughs> you would not like it or the language in it. But it's a really good book. Um, another one I just started, and I, I'm so I'm not sure if I love um, it. Um, called White Picket Fences. It's about privileged white being a privileged white man. Oh, I don't know anything um, about that. So it's no, you don't, because you're <laughs> you're not white. <laughs> you're you're just not. You're you're not a white guy. Um, and then the other one that I'm still, I've slowed down on it because I'm not sure if I agree with it, but mm-hmm. I'm reading it. Is called Unafraid, and uh, it's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, those are the books that I'm. Well, there's more, but those are the ones that I'm yeah. currently actively reading. So I'm reading Leadership Pain. Oh, that's a great book, yeah, man. Which is really good and painful. Um, <laughs> uh, recently made it through The Ideal Team Player. Okay. You made is, it through. So you made, it, made through. it through. You well, didn't like I'm, that book? No, it was good. It was an easy read. Um, you know, it has a lot of applicable knowledge at the end of the book. Yes, but actually doing it is a little bit worrisome for me. So, um, you know, why is it worrisome? Just for the uh, readers, let me just, just say this: it's about putting the right team player on your team as an organization or a business. And the three areas you should look for is humble, hungry, and smart. So, yeah. somebody being humble, somebody being hungry, like they want to work, they go after it, and then smart is not intelligence but it's people smarts you know like mm-hmm. people skills because you can be humble oh, i mean yeah. you can be humble and hungry but if you don't know how to deal with people you're a lot just an of idiot waiters and waitresses out there who are not people pe- persons yeah, right. put that out there. <laughs> right so you find it hard to apply that to well it's just you know actually doing going through the process of uh interviewing these people to try and suss out whether they're hungry suss. humble and smart I mean, you can get a lot of surface answers, yeah. but you're never going to, and we've had this discussion, but you're not going to know for certain until you're actually in the trenches with that person. So, you know, it's it's great as a starter. I'm looking for now the questions that are going to dig deeper without me having to <laughs> spend six <laughs> months working with you, you know. <laughs> and I think that just comes through time and experience. So, But we can also tell you're well-read because you used the word sus. In I, I did. Properly. I also finished uh, this book that I have in front of me, this uh, Sticky Church. I skimmed and it, through it. Yeah, way to go. Way <laughs> to skim through that, buddy. Uh, by Larry Osborne, and it is specifically about small groups and churches and about, you know, the, the struggle to close the back door to churches. Yeah. You know, so it's got some really good stuff in it that's uh, 
applicable. The off, back door here yeah. at South Point, we just took the back door off the hinges we did. and set it over on the side. <laughs> we did. So people could just leave easier. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Off the air, uh, Jason scolded me for being an audiobook guy, but I, I am. And I just finished my fourth book. Let me clarify. So Let me clarify. <laughs> <sighs> being an audiobook only <laughs> is what I chastise you for. Okay. I do read because I listen to books as well. I do well. read. I don't listen to the Bible. I do read that at least. Yeah. See, I started. It has the button to play though. It does. It does. It does. It does. And and sometimes you can get some really dramatic readings about you know, through the Bible. Got to look into that. I mean, I don't ever pay attention to what's being read because now I'm concentrating on the dramatic readings. <laughs> the story. You know, read by James Earl Jones. Oh, right? dude, I would listen. I think to that. Samuel L. Jackson did one. I might want to look into that one. <laughs> Not sure how many words could be omitted. I think one should be read by Wesley Snipes. Oh gosh, That'd really be fun? No. Okay. Um, just first just actor Sean name Connery. Well, I'd, I'd do that. Ooh, Sean Connery would be good. Just finished uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry that you yeah. recommended to me, and I got uh, I had some credits, so I got Craig Rochelle's Dangerous Prayers, and just yeah, is that good? I am not very far into it. Okay. We did the, my wife and I did the Devo together, and, and it was very good, and I need help in my prayer life, and so it seemed like it was very applicable, and cool. so I was like, well, I'll listen. I listened about uh, maybe about half an hour of it so far, and I, I really enjoy it. Cool. Right now, so. I, I love Craig Rochelle, and yeah. I just haven't bought that book yet, because I have so many on my table mm-hmm. right now that I'm reading, that, it, but it's on the list. It's yes. going to get there. And as Jason was saying about just, a, a book to enjoy. I do have the Lord of the Rings trilogy on deck, yeah. so I've never read uh, read the books or listened as I'm going to do. It's going to be a dramatic reading, <laughs> and I look forward to it because those are fun. I'm a Grisham fan. Are you? Uh, oh, oh, don't don't see that was a that was like a disappointing. <laughs> are are you? I'm a Lee oh, Child, South Haven alumni. Lee Child, Jack Reacher books. Oh I yeah, need, yeah, I need action and adventure. He's and, had a lot of those too. A yeah, lot of those I just books. finished. Blue Moon by him. That's his new one that just came out. There's action and adventure in Grisham books. Like one moment. Like it's three It's a very pages. defining moment, though. <laughs> it's like what the whole book's about, dude. It's a lot of words just to say, <laughs> and he shot him. Yeah. And he shot but you want to know why he shot him, no, right? No, I, I really don't. I want to get down to it. Why Why did he do he that? Get down to the needy greedy. All Moving right. on. With that being said, that's all the time we have yeah, here today. Yeah, that probably yeah. needs to be all the time we have. That's <laughs> Thank uh... you again for joining us. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give us that five-star rating. Woo-hoo! And tell all of your friends we will see you back again next time. Burp, 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 burp. Goodbye. Goodbye.